Hey, welcome to Booked, where two guys talk about holidays. I'm Olivia Snudden. <laughs> and I'm Rob Olson. As uh, for, for people who have been watching the podcast, listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that every now and then we take a, a holiday and use it as an excuse to get together and show you our faces instead of just making you listen to our voices. Um, and uh, back when we did our, what was the last holiday we did? Was it Christmas? Yes. No. Uh, yeah. Office party. Yeah, we decided that we decided that um, uh, the the Ides of March was going to be our our next holiday. Do you remember that? And then we betrayed. I remember that. there being some discussion yeah. around that. Yep, yep. Yeah, those fuckers will stab you in the back, though. So Correct. we betrayed that plan, um, and uh, yep. and we decided that it would be better, as you can see from the little. Uh, a little title card that we have going on right now in the video. This is our St. Patrick's Day special, and I want to point out we all understand that March 9th is not St. Patrick's Day. Um, we just, this is when we could get together. So, uh, welcome to the first ever St. Patrick's Day booked holiday special. Pretty excited. About That's this. a great banner, guys. I dig For, that. You like that? And <laughs> since, we're, since we're talking about, you know, the the advertising of it, I believe there was a flyer that was created for this oh, yeah, particular yeah. episode. Yeah, so there let's, was. Let's talk about um, that. Yeah. So there have been some accusations out there. So for those of you that didn't <laughs> see it, there's a picture of me dressed as a leprechaun standing by the Chicago River yeah. <laughs> um, during St. Patrick's Day when the river was green. So we knew a year ago this was going to happen. I actually got dressed up and I went out there and did that. And some people really questioned. So they claimed that that was a fake photo. Rob's showing it on the screen. Now, if you're listening to this later, this is why you want to see the live yeah. uh, event on Facebook. So um, just to prove that it wasn't, I have part of the outfit. Oh, you have the hat? Yeah. It's a good color so, on you. Gotta say. So there it is. For anybody, for the non-believers, this actually was something we've been planning for a long time. <laughs> and uh, I have the hat to prove it. I'm probably only going to wear it for a little bit because it makes it hard to wear these headphones. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Misty, I like your hat. It's cute. I mean, it's a little on the small side, but it is it is adorable. So, Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, the I appreciate wonder your too. approval. I wonder how much of this is cultural appropriation. Mm. <gasps> 100%. How I mean, dare you? I'm just I'm wondering. Did you originally buy that hat for your brand new puppy? Um, <laughs> as a matter a small, of fact, I did not. Small hat. Although that's a great idea, and it might be hers later. Uh, no, I bought it for a St. Patrick's Day run a year, no, maybe two years ago. So I actually ran with this on my head. Uh, 5K. Now pick it up on something here. There's a. I'm. I feel like I'm left out of something. Headwear. Head. Headwear. I don't think anyone in the world spends time wondering why why doesn't Jesse wear hats. Well, I think if I had a hair like that, all, why would you? We all know why would you? Too, yeah. Hat, hats don't work on him. Yeah, yeah. And headphones might make it tricky, but Uh oh, here we go. What? What is this? Can you I am representing booked. Patreon.com slash booked. <laughs> and since it's St. Patty's Day. Whiskey, water of life, all that. Bar and tender bourbon made oh, right wow. here in Minneapolis. Get <laughs> out of here. 
This episode has many sponsors, Bar and Tender, one of them. If you're in the Minneapolis area, stop in Bar and Tender and get yourself a whiskey. Wow, who knew that Jesse would be the fucking shill sellout? (laughs) Um, Rob, we have other sponsors. I just haven't told you about them. Some of them might come out during the course of the episode. We'll see. So Okay. Uh, well, for now, I think that before we get into any actual St. Patrick's Day talk, um, in in, a, in the American tradition, we're just going to make it about what we think it's about, right? And so I'm going to tell you guys how I'm starting off drinking for this episode. Starting off, just, just one drink of 15-year-aged Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. What do you think of that? Fuck. Chef's Kiss. Yes. This was a gift from my brother, uh, I think a year, year and a half ago, year ago, something like that. And um, I've, I have already opened it, but I haven't been drinking it much because I'm a bourbon dude. But here we go. We're going to do a little pour of Irish whiskey to kick off St. Patrick's Day. Love it. Do uh, you guys want to share what you're up to, Livius? I, also in a um, St. Patrick's Day tradition... Found something with green on it to drink, and that is a <laughs> monster energy um, for a couple of reasons. I was feeling a little, uh, I don't want to say down earlier, but just not uh, not as social as I normally, as everyone knows, I'm normally a very social guy. Um, so I am drinking that, and when that's done, I will be drinking this right here, special. You can see it's in a, it's in also a bottle. Green. Yeah, yeah, also green. Is Perrier strawberry, strawberry water. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So there will be some of that, that's like too. French shit and whatnot. That's right. Um, yeah, I have to work early in the morning. I was going to join you guys for a drink, but I do have to work. And not only that, I have like a work meeting where I have to present for like 90 minutes. So, um, like, not yet. Yeah, on right a Sunday, there. early in the morning. It is. It is. But let's kick it off to Jesse. Jesse, what's on your uh, what's on your drinking menu for the evening? This is going to take some time here. All right. Is it bar and tender whiskey? Is that what you're... (laughs) (laughs) No, not tonight. First thing is this uh, local beer I poured that's a red ale with cherries added. I uh, wasn't too nuts about it, but I didn't hate it, so I didn't pour it out. I'm holding on to that just in cases. I have also local... Famous Greenbelt Brewery Premium Beer here. I have... I've got some Angostura Amaro. Fancy time. Wow, this guy. (laughs) Fucking delightful. This guy. I also have some motherfucking Irish whiskey. Oh, dude! Samesies. Samesies. Not the fancy version Rob has. You're not 15. Hey, I don't want to interrupt, but which one of you has a cousin named Austin? Oh, Austin wants to know where's Austin your drink. would like to know where's your drink, Misty. Oh, I'm next. Wait, yeah. Jesse, did you finish your whole? <laughs> I hope so. We had like, like three like, different things. I, I know. Other, other, than, other than water, yes, that's yeah. the alcohol. Okay. Jesus God. Well, I'm gonna be super lame, like Livius. <laughs> no, not really. Um, I I did though. Uh, I drank earlier today for. Um, you know, a couple of hours. And so it's just a uh, vodka Red Bull right now to get me started, but I might change to a uh, bullet rye after that. That green straw though. Green straw. I can't I've get a green straw. I've only ever seen vodka and Red Bull in like a shot. Where they <laughs> like they 
Listen. How do you drink that from a glass? Listen, it's not good. It's very okay? common. It, it is very really? common. It's a Paracelton, which um, I'm ashamed. But it gives me the caffeine that I need to level out. Hey, while we're on the subject of, of drinking, so I have uh, publicly challenged Rob with my concern for the fact that he might drink a little too much. <gasps> and if you guys, yeah, I think he knows what I just saw. Rob, would you move slightly to whichever way that if you look over Rob's <laughs> shoulder? Now, for people who aren't figuring this out, that's Rob's nightstand. No, that that's mine. He's just holding on to it for me. That is on uh, Rob. Oh, they're all empty like, now. Well, yeah, now I have no. If you looked in my refrigerator, it is mostly alcoholic beverages, and then one of my lower cabinets is also full of alcohol. It doesn't mean you're drinking at all on a regular basis. It's on his fucking nightstand. Well, I mean, reaching distance when he's in bed, like like wakes up, it's like storage capacity issue. I don't know why. Where do you keep your vape machines? I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. Like, are like, they machines? Vape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where do you keep your vaporizers? Like briefcase. Yeah. Are briefcase. you using that vapo yes. rub too? I guess my 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 concern is that like I, I just had this vision of Rob waking up. It's it's three in the morning. He just reaches over, gets a gets a gets a drink, sets it back down on the nightstand. First thing in the morning. Just worried about you, brother. Christina O'Connell um, says, "Great hats all around." Thanks. Could you, thanks, Christina. I mean, except for Rob. That's Rob's everyday hat. That is one of Rob's. And here, I mean, obviously Christina. just being too kind because hats, me, hats. I you like look, it, except you look that you cute. look like 12 years old. Yeah, you do look 12 years old. You look like, yeah. you're, just, <laughs> you just, you look like you're about to launch a new startup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You could totally I work at Facebook now. Livius kind of looks like a pimp on his day Facebook. off. Uh, looks like a pimp. I was going to say, that's his everyday look. <laughs> the vaping pimp. All right, now that we got uh, introductions and uh, alcohol talk out of the way for now with this oh, group. Hang uh, on. For when the Irish whiskey is done. Betty O'Pills. 18th Street Brewery. I'm drinking a Pilsner, but it's a green It's a green can. That it is. That shit. So that yeah. is, um, yeah. where are we starting off, Rob? You're the, you're, you're the commandeer on this episode. Where are we going first? Is commandeer the appropriate, I thought that's when you take something oh, over. Man, like, 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 I normally do it, right? So, yeah. well, I, like, uh, you. yeah, I, I just, I was, I was, I was wondering if you're using a word that doesn't exist or everything. No. Day off, pimp ass. You're uh, the commander of yeah. Me- this. Video cat. Mediator, moderator is usually the word I like to use, but whatever. Cheers. So I think that, uh, no. <laughs> Missy just straight up shook her head no. Den mother. Yeah. Uh... No, I just, you know, I, I felt bad that Livius was getting judged so harshly so soon on a, a word use. All right, I'll change my tune. I'll change my tune. I apologize. Livius, I love you. Um, I thought maybe we could just jump right into the homework that we did. So for the people who haven't um, paid attention much to our holiday episodes in the past, we always do homework. And the homework consists of reading something or watching something, and then we discuss it kind of like a review, but way, way more relaxed. And because St. Patrick's Day 
Irish, all that kind of stuff. We decided to go super authentic, super real, look at history and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Not go yeah. surface level bullshit. Watch a documentary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so naturally, um, we went with a movie that got released about almost exactly 20 years ago. The Boondock Saints. Uh, was yeah. it 20? I actually was thinking about that today. I didn't it look 99. it up. What year? It was 99. And then Boondock Saints 2 came out in 2009. So if you're doing the math on this, 2019 would be the appropriate year for a third Boondock Saints movie of Troy Duffy. Dun, dun. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> I really don't yeah. think that's no. going to happen either. I don't think yeah. Troy Duffy's going to have got a third movie in him, much less a, <laughs> much less a Boondock Saints movie. I hope so, Troy Duffy uh, invested his money well or, you know, just, <laughs> just just took that paycheck and paid off his house and his car or whatever. <laughs> so I know Rob has seen Boondock Saints before. Misty, was this your first viewing of Boondock Saints or is this something no, you've been familiar with sometime? Okay. It's an old favorite. Jesse? I'd, I'd seen it before. I, uh, I, I never complain about watching it again, though. I believe I saw that on VHS, stumbled on it in the yeah. video store, like probably the week it came out, just like looking at covers, I'd go in, you know, like whatever, Tuesday new release day, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And then two hours later, like, you know, telling everybody I knew, you've got to catch this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely an old favorite of mine, too. So uh, I know that uh, Rob has some notes, um, but I guess we'll take it right from the top for anybody who hasn't seen it, right? Uh, yeah. Um you want to go like story or yeah, you want to approach this? Um, yeah. So I have to imagine that since this is a 20 year old movie, that was kind of like culty and the type of people that we know probably saw this. We could probably gloss over some stuff a little bit, make it a little bit more quick and quick and dirty. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, we kick off, uh, the, the, Protagonists of the movie are the McManus brothers, who are very, very, very Irish, hence while we're, uh, why we're doing this movie on our St. Patrick's Day episode. Of course, it takes place where else? In Boston. The most Irish place in the world, I think, right? Isn't Boston the more, more, like, yeah. more Irish than Ireland? Yeah. More so than Ireland or Chicago, yeah. Yep. Um, and essentially, they, they walk into a situation where they're trying to help out a local bartender whose uh, bar is being closed at the hands of the local Russian mob. And the two brothers become um, the, the 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 saints, right? That's the the name that they're given. They they basically uh, wind up killing um, a couple of Russian mobsters, uh, and they decide uh, that they want to continue on with this uh, this trend where they put their wits and skills to use at eliminating other evil people from the town of Boston. Yeah, in a weird like so. <laughs> I'm just going to get into the weirdness. So there's that scene uh, because like they kill the Russian mobsters and then they turn themselves in uh, because it was self-defense. And then just like any police investigation, they totally believe them. Um, and, and so they're just like waiting to, to get real, to, to leave the prison when there's not like a mob of media there. And they're taking a nap shirtless like you do in prison when, <laughs> when you're just chilling uh, and like it's raining outside, so naturally that's coming in through the ceiling and dripping all over their naked chests, while like God is telling them to kill 
people. Am I right about that? That's essentially what they happened? They have an epiphany. Like, they have, oh, like, this, this vision, to get a shared vision that tells them they have a mission, yeah. a mission from God, like the Blues mm-hmm. Brothers, you know. Well, yeah, yes, yes, I guess that's very similar. They're, they're that... like the celestial Dexters. You know? I, yeah, that's a good that's a good way of. Yeah. Did you they're going to rid the they're going to rid the town of evil of monster evil. And there was that moment Bad evil. where Not they the were like people. getting all like you know rebaptized in weird cop water, where um like they're sitting on the on the beds looking at each other and they give each other these like sexy like 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 headshot kind of like looks Wait, at each the, other. I'm so is, glad that you identified them as sexy. Does cop because, water have yeah. powers? Is it? Is <laughs> Is this a thing? <laughs> yeah, Copwater. It's it's known for its uh, powers it's like of justice. Okay. You know, in 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 defense, in defense, I think Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus can only give sexy looks. Dude. So I don't know that that was like written in to the script. I think that's just the only look they have. Man. Norman Reedus, right, Misty? Right, Misty just knows one hundred. <laughs> Yeah. Smoldering, their eyes only smolder. Like there's no other look. Smolder all the time. Redis was oh definitely God. throwing out some bedroom eyes. Dude, oh my gosh! When he gets taken out by the Russian mobsters at the beginning, and he like looks back. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just a hundred percent. That was uncanny, by the way, Missy. Doing that, I felt like I was watching this movie on Netflix again. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, there are a couple weird things. Like I like so they wear those the rosaries, right? The rosaries around their necks. But like the first thing they do when they walk in the house is take them off and hang them like on a hook by the door. So they're going out which, rosaries. Which for jewelry, I don't think like jewelry is probably like the last thing you take off, and not like the first. But for them, like other people, like put their keys on a key ring or take off their jacket. No, they're like walked in the door got to got to put up the rosary so yeah there's a little bit of weirdness in that movie that's you know it's holy. I kind of get it actually okay it, it made sense to me you know um you, i want to you, you came from a holy place and you get home yeah maybe like, it's like mr you rogers you don't keep the rosary on at the butchery the shop the they, they, come, they come home from their job at the like factory farm plant or whatever they work at where they're beating each other up with I think they're called slaughterhouses <laughs> processing plants what? I don't yeah. know if that's a holy place or not I mean I dig them that's where you know most of my meals come from factory but... farm yeah uh, I want to break in with a shout out to Adam. oh you mean the burger warehouse yeah the burger warehouse uh, shout out to Adam uh, in Oshkosh whose legs don't work who uh, made the comment hello booked leprechauns Jenny I don't see a comment from a Jenny. Yeah. I thought it popped up on mine. Maybe she commented on it. Is... No, it's on mine. I see it. It's a gif or a gif. A gif? A gif? Oh, God. Here GIF. we go. Anyway. Yeah. I see it, Hi, Jenny. Jenny. Well, we're not going to look at all the responses that people give to all of Missy's Facebook uh, posts. <laughs> I apologize. But... <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. So. Um, and then, all right. Oh, so. do you know what I realized? I apologize. We're going to get back to that. It's because it's on my share. It's not on the booked share. Makes sense. And do you know what? I now realize several of my friends who said they were going to tune in and comment, they're probably going to comment on mine. 
We is gotta that a jump problem? on the 21st century here. We just won't it's be able okay. to acknowledge them. Really. Yeah. Can That's I fine. acknowledge them? Yes, absolutely. I mean, can. yeah, it's going to be a little weird where you're talking to someone nobody else can see, but you know what? We're used to that. It's okay. <laughs> it's kind of the misty. Jenny, I see you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Misty's um, imaginary friends are joining us for this episode, which, you know, it's not the first time. They can make amends, though. Just $1 a month to patreon.com slash books. Why isn't right. is Jesse the fucking market? That's one, it's $1. When was Jesse put on the payroll? That's what I want to know. Per- oh. Professional shill tonight with the fucking bar and tender hat. No, I'm sorry. Let's get back to so it. If you think that those characters are weird from what you've heard, they are nowhere near the weirdest characters in this movie. Because um, we're pretty quickly joined by Willem Dafoe, who plays... Who plays a FBI agent who's assigned to mob-related um, crimes. So he shows up because these two mo- Russian mobsters are dead in an alley. And he has this uncanny ability to determine exactly what happened um, from from the evidence. So, uh, you know, he, he's uh, spot on. And of Wait, course so he's correct. a good detective, he's, basically? So he's, like, he's like the, the Will Graham. Of yeah, but even more so. Like, there are things that nobody could discern actually happened, you know, and he has, like, this magic ability to do it. And still he does it, which is one of the best scenes, where towards the end, I don't remember what it was, but the one idiot cop is right, and Defoe's like, <laughs> yeah, six, there's no one way. One person, six down. guns. <laughs> yes, yeah. one person, six guns, right? And he's Coffee like, yeah. Coffee boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, of course, he's surrounded by three uh, idiot cops throughout the whole movie that he has to explain um, everything to. So, I want to say... Uh, one of the things when I first watched this movie is um, uh, that the scene where he puts on the uh, the classical music, he puts the the headphones in, and he he's got the fucking CD player on his <laughs> the discman, the oh freaking belt yeah. discman. Love that Why shit. wouldn't you? Belt Why wouldn't you? Discman. That was that actually so, that that's in my wrap up. That was weird when I first watched it. Oh, I forgot. We're probably going to review this. Um, it was weird when I first watched it, but now I think of how often I'm at work and I just have like my AirPods in and I'm playing like serious, like nineties, like drum and bass type music just to get through work. And I'm like, yeah, now I get it. I totally get it. So the thing that maybe didn't occur to me when I saw this back in 99 is that I also saw it in 1994 during the professional yeah, Gary Oldman's Gary thing. Oldman as he's looking. Uh-oh. It, yeah, he also does that where he puts on the classical music and does a bunch of um, what's that called? Where the, the band leader type, you know, conductor. Conducting. Yeah, during that. So I, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's like an interesting quirk to give an investigator, but I feel like that was maybe borrowed a little bit from Gary Oldman's character, also a quirky weirdo. Um, but he's, if I remember correctly, he's a, he, he actually works for the bad guys in that, right? And he's trying to track Leon down. He's not a, yeah, it's not a government Old agent, the but, bad guy. but he plays yeah. a very similar role in that he shows up to these scenes and tries to figure out what happened and tries to find, um, Leon, 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 whatever the professional. He takes those drugs too. He's got his mm-hmm. little pill case yep. where he like takes him and he cracks the pill in his mm-hmm. mouth and yep. breaks it open and. Yeah, just it's all weird. And then we come to the only other character that maybe the only other character that matters in this, Rocco, who 
is the best part of this movie. <laughs> Rocco. Hands down, fucking Rocco is the funny best man. part. Funny Man. Yeah. The funny man. He's yeah. this uh, bumbling idiot who's basically like a messenger boy for the mob. Um, but he does have aspirations to be cooler than he is. And he sees uh, linking himself to the McManus brothers and joining in their fight as his ticket to uh, to the big time, to being who he was always meant to be. Wait, was that really their name? Yeah. yeah. I can't McManus. believe I fucking missed that. Yeah. I hear McManus and I just think usual suspects. <laughs> yes, they are Connor and Murphy McManus. Yeah. And Il Duce. And Il Duce McManus, if you really want to yeah, go Duce. into. Yeah. yeah, I totally His didn't catch like Noah or ever like any mention of surnames any time I've watched the movie. Like, Except for, like, well, Rocco. Anyway. Rocco. Uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, Diana checked in and said, Aw, guys, we're eating dinner and getting beers. Good job. Um, we miss you guys. Come visit. Aww. We also got a message from Love Adam. Too. Uh, Adam again saying that the St. Patrick's Day special words were covering Misty and Jesse's faces. So I had already moved First of all, it. First I had adorable already moved faces. It. Oh, yeah. Adorable I, faces. I think he meant Jesse. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, clearly, no. I mean, okay. come on. Look at okay. Her. Like, That's cool. So That's we're cool. good, though. No, don't, don't worry about it, Jesse. This is not the first time. <laughs> I'm going to cover Missy's adorable face. Um, <laughs> oh, so Whoa, this is a family-friendly hey, podcast. With the, with, with the words. Jesus. Everybody calm down. So, uh, I just got there. Thanks, so I know we're all showing up at different times. So, uh, yeah. So basically, like... Pause a sec? Yeah. We, we did the drink thing. I want to know what Livius is vaping. I want him to tell us about this this juice or whatever they call it. It's Lucky Charms, juice. isn't it? Yeah, it is not actually. <laughs> this is uh, it's by um, a, the brand is called The One, and this is um, cinnamon apple. It tastes a little bit like a baked apple with uh, with cinnamon. It's actually really good. That is precious. Yeah, and then on um, the, uh, the mod that just says drag. Yep. I'm not sure if that's a reference to men dressing va- like women. The, the vaping machine? <laughs> or, or to vaping. I'm not sure. It's like, it's like you're in my brain because I was having that conversation. Yep, yep, yeah. That's a fair conversation to have. I guess the important question is, does the vape uh, pair well with your Monster Energy drink? Not at all, because Monster yeah. Energy tastes terrible. Yeah. Yes, like, it it's, does. It's a terrible yes, taste. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. So I do this just because uh, I didn't want to be all sleepy-eyed and stuff on the on the show, so... Do you what do else do we want to at home? Um, I do, I've been doing less and less coffee in general. Okay. Um, but no, usually not at home. I have the ability to. I just usually don't. I've been kind of, not on purpose, but I've been cutting back on coffee. Like, not a concerted effort, but sometimes I go days without coffee now. Because, so. yeah, Monster is fucking terrible, but coffee is glorious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Monster. If you have to drink an energy first, drink, I, folks. I truly think I am. <laughs> Amp is probably the best taste. Just came in. It's just in. We're now reviewing caffeine. Yeah, we're, we're totally off Boondock Saints, so we're talking about coffee and energy drinks now. This is why the episodes are shorter when it's just Liv- me and Livius. Yeah. These little tangents. Um, that's a joke. At any rate. So, basically, after they get, like, anointed by the cop water... They, uh, Rocco figures out what's going on. He wants to join them. And he basically says, like, look, I'm a Rolodex of bad guys. 
I know where they are. I know what they do. Mm-hmm. And then they basically just use that as their playbook for who they're going to go kill. They kill Ron Jeremy in a spank titty bar kind of place, which was uh, like a weird scene because like when that. So they did this weird. So they did a timeline thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where uh, even with the first crime, um, you see the result of the crime before you actually see what takes place. And they're investigating yes. it. And that leads up to them getting, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And so they do this timeline thing where, like, you see the the carnage before you see the actual like uh, encounter, and and so that's a little bit weird. But uh, yeah, so there was there's all this they're fucking killing everybody, and um, everything is going pretty well until the Duke shows up, and and they then he gets uh, hired by the mob by the the Italian mob that now who uh, who in, who uh, employs Rocco. Um, he gets hired by the Italian mob to take out the saints and they spring him out of that jail and they put him in a fucking bird cage. Did you, did you like, you remember the, he like, like they roll him out on like a little like skateboard and they put him under a bird cage. Like, is that how the prison systems work? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Never You've been, never been to prison? I've never been to prison, so... Oh, interesting, because on your yeah. shirt, I do believe there's a guy holding bars, holding so bars. I thought maybe that was the... Yeah. Cute. It's as close uh, as I've um, been. Well, the funny thing about that is they that's what they roll him into his parole hearing, and then he's paroled. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it is a, um, a movie that's really consists of, like, four, like, shootout scenes, five maybe. Um, as Rob said, they're told in uh, in the order where you see the result and you see um, the FBI um, agent um, kind of give his theories and then you see what actually happened, which is a lot of fun. At least the first time around, that kind of discovery um, works well for this movie. And I know I've seen that, as a matter of fact. I was just watching a CW show earlier today. Which you know one? where they started um, The Flash? You? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where they started with a scene that's near the end, and then you go 12 <laughs> hours earlier, and you see how they got to that scene. So uh, Boondock Saints um, was doing that 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, Side note, I love that storytelling trick or trope or whatever we want to call it. I don't know if anyone has seen DOA, the old noir movie. But the movie basically starts with a dude walking into a police office and like meeting with a detective and like sitting down and being like, I've been murdered and I'm going to tell you. And then the movie happens. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's unique. It it didn't, it wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess it kind of made sense. Um, I know Rob mentioned it, but I felt like we glossed over the fact that Ron (laughs) Jeremy has a role in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and that fucking Elvis suit when he goes to the titty bar is something special. Yeah. Well, All I'm going to say Elvis is glasses. I, if I ever make a movie, it's definitely, um, probably with the intention of just having Ron Jeremy have a role in the movie. Um, he appeared oh. in a number of movies in the in that time frame, like in the early 90s in these little walk-on yeah. roles where he was only on screen for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten that he was in it up until he appeared on screen, and Ron Jeremy, for anybody who doesn't know, is hero to men um, across the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I, I feel like I told this story on the podcast, but many years ago, Uh-oh. 
no, no, no. This has nothing to do with me. But I was watching a um, like a like a uh, like an Oprah type show. I don't remember who the lady was. It's not someone who still like got a show today. But she had on a like guy to talk about his. No, no, because I know Ricky Lake. Um, she had a guy on to talk about his porn addiction. Mm-hmm. So you know, so they have him on, and he's talking about and his wife's like he doesn't leave the bedroom for like days on end and it's just a constant stream Whoa. of movies on the VHS and, and blah 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 so they get him into talking and he starts talking about Ron Jeremy and he starts talking about him about how like he's here you know here's this guy he's not really attractive you know he's he's overweight and he's really hairy but you know he has sex with all these women and how he like looks up to this guy and like his wife's sitting right next to him right and he's just talking about Ron Jeremy and then they bring Ron Jeremy like, yeah, out yeah I look up to him too they bring ron jeremy out and this guy has a breakdown i mean he looked like those people where they like rebuild your house you know and then they like bring you back home and they reveal like tears god bro i love you and he's hugging on him and he's like you're my hero and this and that and then the rest of the episode is ron jeremy explaining this guy how he needs to calm the fuck down like you can't watch porn all day (laughs) You know, so his, his own hero is like kind of shooting him. Down. It was a weird episode. I'm going to find out what what talk show that was. While you guys talk about bootback saints, I'm going to get you. I'm going to see if I can find a clip. No, we're on Ron Jeremy. We're staying there for a minute because I I want to see if you guys have ever heard of. Has anybody seen? It's a horror movie. It's a very low budget horror movie, in which the monster that is killing everybody is Ron Jeremy's penis. No. Pretty sure you already knew the no. answer to that. Yeah. You didn't. This is like a like a legit thing. You haven't heard of this. All right, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna take a shot at what I think the name of it is. I'm gonna take a shot at what the name is. This sounds familiar. No, but I don't know if I've seen it. It's 2008. The movie is called. Hang on, I'm just gonna show you the poster for the one-eyed monster. No, Gross. Haven't seen it. It stars Rejected. Amber Benson from uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Amber Benson. Fuck yeah. And uh, Will's girlfriend. The premise is Ron Jeremy's penis <laughs> is this monster that goes around like fucking everyone <laughs> to death. That's the movie. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, I just remembered remember okay. that was a thing, so I didn't bring I'm it up. Just like Jesse saying he doesn't remember if he's seen it, and I get a feeling that that's not the kind of movie you forget seeing. I saw it. I could I could spoil the ending for you, but I'm not going. to. I mean, I don't I don't have the. <clears throat> Does it get cut off? I don't have the it's best. It's cut memory. off the whole time. It's I've just the penis. Like, oh, it's a just ton of shit. And that's shit like my worst nightmare. A disembodied penis. But relative Dude. to that, what he said, and talking I'm about really, you. really fucking weird films. I I never make eye contact Sorry, with them to begin with. If it was like disembodied and I had nothing else to look at, fuck. Well, if you're looking for a scare, his penis fucks people to death. There is this um, really, really old black and white trilogy of movies and i don't remember what it's called i think it was the the something weird film label put them out on dvd and it's just horrible shit all around i mean it's so it's fucking misogynistic it's terrible but like the plot is basically this 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 dude has been wronged by his woman so he goes around killing other women women 
but it usually involves like sleeping with them in some capacity and in one one victim uh scenario he ingests a poison like he takes it in and it comes out in his sperm and kills her but leaves him totally like unharmed big risk there buddy Livius oh. is like, why did I bring up Ron Jeremy? Why did I bring Okay, up I was going to say, we have really... I will say that although I'm unable to find the talk show, um, <laughs> looking at Ron Jeremy on IMDb will make your head explode. Because there are literally thousands of titles. And oh my god, some of these titles... I don't know if there's any kids watching. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to say things that, you know... But god, some of these titles, man, are... are <laughs> Just go look up Ron Jeremy on IMDb, is what you're saying? I will, um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, yeah, oh my god, it just keeps going. It just, it just keeps going. going. Alright, so there, I have a serious Let's point. see what you're doing there. It keeps going. I have a serious point about Moondock Saints that I want to not forget to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that, um, because of the way that they show the, the chaos, oh, my phone is... Series, series listening on my phone. Anyway, uh, because of the way they show like the carnage, and then they show the actual action and all of that, mm. and the investigation they're breaking, they're they're going between um, Willem Dafoe's investigation and like the actual like action as is happening to the McManus brothers. Um, uh, there's a point, and it's the point where they go to the weird uh, uh, assassin's house where they're having the poker game. That's the first mm-hmm. point in the movie where, um, when he's re he's kind of re, uh, Willem, Willem Dafoe's kind of explaining what's happening. Um, the retelling of the story is happening at the same time, and so Dafoe is standing next to them when like they're shooting and stuff like that. And so thematically, I believe like that's the point in the movie where he starts to think, "Oh, these guys are doing something good." Mm-hmm. Would anybody else? Yeah. Is everybody on board for that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh. There it is. I, I'm sure I didn't pay attention in the past, or it's been so long I didn't really think about it. But like, I saw that moment. I was like, "Oh, this is obvious. This is a very obvious shift in the way that the narrative uh, is yeah. going." And then, and then the way that crimes happen after that is a little bit different mm-hmm. as well. Rocco, who is by far, like I said, every scene he's in in that movie is is essentially gold. So I want to cover a little bit of that because <laughs> there, but there's some throwaway things. I don't know how many people realize. So he, he Rocco decides. Rocco is set up by his bosses to be killed, right? They're hoping he'll assassinate this guy, but really they're just going to get rid of him. So they send him into a room where there are nine um, Russian mobsters, and he has a a revolver with six bullets. That's all they gave him. So he gets there after the McManus brothers have already killed everybody. So first off, the McManus brothers fucking with him is just fantastic, right? Where they put on their little ski masks, and they jump him, and he he thinks he's going to get killed. Yeah. But um, so he decides to exact revenge on some of the people that knew. So he goes off on his own and and he kills a few people in a diner and he comes back to his apartment where the McManus brothers are just kind of chilling and hanging out. And he's completely freaked out. He's like, we've got to go. We've got to go right now. Did you guys watch some of the things that he packed into that bag? <laughs> he packs yeah. an iron, like an actual iron, like yeah. some silverware, vinyl records, some record album. <laughs> It's just beautiful. Like he's just grabbing whatever's there and putting it in the bag, which is great. <laughs> but not as great as the two scenes that um that 
that uh, both center around the fact that he killed that cat. That he accidentally <laughs> kills his drug addict girlfriend's cat. So there's that scene, which is hilarious. Right? What's his name? And then when yeah. he tells her that the cat is dead, the interaction between him and the drug addict girlfriend are is fucking phenomenal. So that movie, for all its cool factor and everything, and these two really slick guys, you know, just like wiping out the mob in Boston, like that's all great. But there's this one character that plays on the fringe of that. Like he's he's like a real peripheral character. But I mean, some of the stuff that he's involved in is just phenomenal. Yeah, there's a couple. I did take. I did write down some quotes. So I remember one of my favorite things from like original. (laughs) Uh, viewing what's quotes? I know I was not ready for quotes on a movie. Yeah, um, an original viewing, like the whole like I can't believe that just fucking happened thing, was one of my favorite parts in the movie. Um, but then also when he's arguing with like the the druggy girlfriend about the dead cat, and then like the the druggy friend is like, you don't have to be so mean to her, or whatever she says, and he's like. I can't go buy a pack of smokes without running into nine guys you fucked. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to cut in and say that uh, my friend Jerry is quoting uh, Willem Dafoe when he says there was a firefight. And that's when it's the El Duce scene. And he's like the most like weirdly operatic moment in the movie or cine- like, I don't know, whatever. But like when he's like. He holds his gun in the air and he's shooting it. And, like, there was a firefight. That was a weird moment. But, yeah, a big one. So, anyway. We've been talking about Boondock Saints a long time. We should probably get toward the end of it. Anyway, they kill a bunch of people and uh, happily ever after. <laughs> that sums it up. Before we wrap it up, we should probably address that there was a second Boondock Saints. But we didn't watch it. Del, but we should address that it happened. If any of you oh, watched No, it. before we go to that, I have one final note about the, the original movie that I want to talk about. So you know how, like, at the end, after the courthouse scene, and it's as the credits are rolling, the news people are interviewing yes! all, like, the citizens yes! stuff? Very like, good. The yeah, the, the yeah, people on the I street shit. Awesome, awesome scene. And my favorite part of it all was that last guy before they like fade to black and it's just credits now is this guy. And he's got a little bit of like a little sass to him. And he's like talking about how good they are and stuff. And he's like, I'm ready to get busy. <laughs> and, like, that's... <laughs> and so they ended, I was like, good, go out on busy. Cause you're not getting any better than I'm ready to get busy. I tried to watch boondock saints too, when it came out. Cause I was super, super excited and I probably made it three quarters of the way into the movie, which I remember being absolutely terrible. And I never went back Yep. until Wednesday night. Yep. Oh no. Where I decided <laughs> to put it on after I watched boondock saints No. And, yeah, you uh, did. with no. a more critical eye than the first time I made it 19 minutes into the movie before I turned it off. Wow. I got you beat, buddy, because I watched them back-to-back all the way through. (gasps) All right. So real quickly, because it's not... What did you think of the second one? I mean, if you had to... No, just just no. no. I think the most disappointing thing about uh, the second Boondock Saints movie is that when I was looking at IMDb, I saw that there's, like, a a prequel TV series in the No. That's yeah. never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But no, it was kind of garbagey. Like, uh, yeah, 
it's it's such a it's a shitty premise. Someone frames them for the murder of a priest and to draw them back into the you know into Boston and uh, all that kind of stuff and only to kill them. And it's like if these guys are out of your lives, you don't have to draw them back to kill them. They're just gone. They're gone. So I don't know. It was weird. Um, yeah, not good. No. Ooh, can I mention like, about the Boondock Saints oh, movie? How yeah. fucking obviously not Boston, the city that they shot everything in was. Hmm. I did not catch that. It's very not Boston. All right. Was it filmed in Canada, where all the movies are filmed? I'm, I'm going to IMDb now. I think it's either Toronto or or Vancouver, but I'll I'll let you know in a minute. While we're doing that, why don't we go ladies first? Misty, give us a wrap-up for Boondock Saints. Awesome. I'm so excited. Let me get my notes. <laughs> Sounds really sincere there. Awesome. So excited. I actually did write them down. God Good damn, I'm so unprepared. Uh, no, no, it was only because I, I, whenever we got the assignment, I didn't want to forget the, what I had anyway remembered. So, um, amazing presentation of characters i don't know how much you guys paid attention to the beginning when they introduce um the saints as well as the uh willem defoe's character just the um, the first look you get at each of them is iconic like it just it imprints this thing in your brain and it lasts like that's your impression of them that's what i you always remember exactly who the boondock saints are um willem defoe Incredible. I don't care what you say about there's another character like him in The Professional, which I did forget. And it might be because I only watched that movie one time and I've seen The Boondock Saints more. So maybe I forgot that. Anyway, Richard so Thomas I thought it's amazing. Like rolling over on his couch. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <his> freaking <laughs> this man, the opera, all of it. I loved it. Um, and it's stylized in a good way. Not, I don't know how many of you, I think Rob and Jesse probably tried to watch Polar. Did you guys watch that? The Mads movie? Okay. I, so haven't, I haven't gone to it yet, unfortunately. The, the extreme stylized that sometimes happens. Um, Neon Demon also comes to mind, even though that has a place in my heart as well. But the, the, the way it's done is still pretty cool. It's like the layer cake, lock stock, those movies back in the 90s, Snatch. It's fun and it's, there's something cool about it. So, um, I have always loved this movie. I did not mind at all watching it again. It's not a five star for me because I don't choose it all the time. Livia's almost took his pimp hat off. But I will do a a half. It's a four and a half. Leo almost blew the pimp hat off Livia's. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. <clears throat> Mr. Unprepared. Mr. Unprepared. First quick, just, you know, going to give that shout out to Linda, who's now watching. So, Aww. welcome. Hi, Linda, we love you. <laughs> Your photos are so beautiful. They really are. <clears throat> are you kidding? The 3D ones? Even the ones with the flowers the other day, or maybe it was a plant. Anyway. I haven't seen the 3D ones. The ones of New Orleans, though, the most recent trip you guys took, like, holy shit, they're beautiful. Like, Misty, absolutely- we're going to give you a segment where you review Facebook <laughs> photos. We're going to do it later on in this episode. On a different podcast. Yeah. 
Yep. Has there been a Misty's Corner yet? Nobody wants to go into Misty's Corner. It's the bottom, it's the bottom <laughs> right corner. Oh, shit. The That's bottom harsh. right corner for anybody watching. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, wrap up, wrap up Boondock Saints for us. At any rate, um, like Livius was saying, Rocco. That's some that's some good stuff there in the movie and Willem Dafoe. I mean seriously, doesn't Willem Dafoe just kill whatever he's in? Like it could be the shittiest movie, but his part in it is phenomenal. And so yeah, I just I love Willem Dafoe. I think he did great in this movie. And like we've acknowledged, the type of thing or character he's playing has been done before in other things, and I think I just have an interest in that type of character. It's kind of like uh, when Vincent D'Onofrio was actually on Law and Order, you know, where you just, because I mean, the whole opera thing, like seriously, the first thing I thought of is like, he's got to be on the spectrum. He does this as like a focusing tool, you know, he's like got his little idiosyncrasies and whatnot. So I just kind of dig shit like that. But the movie in general, I've just never like been super into. And I can kind of get why people appreciate it. It just doesn't, it just never jived with me like the way other similar films have. So I'm trying to point at Livius. He just fucking deflated can, like a fucking balloon. I, I, and I don't know where he is in, in, in reference right to where I, I mean, after the, after the wrap ups, if we want to like talk about it further, we can get a little more explanation on it. I don't want to fucking like go on that big a tangent right now with my wrap up, but it's just it's never really done it for me the way other similar films have. So yeah, I do like um, like two and a half. Oh god damn, Livius is wow. Gutted. Gutted, Rob. I'm gonna have wow. you go. <laughs> I'm gonna have you go um, next. So I have a minute to collect myself. I right. am shocked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I just want to point out. Uh, uh, my buddy Jerry posted another quote from Boondock Saints: "The Oliver Coke moment," when he's responding to Rocco's joke, um, which is very good. Oliver Coke. All right. Here's my thought about Boondock Saints. Much like Livius, when I discovered it at a blockbuster, just sitting on a shelf somewhere, and I just took a chance on it. I fucking was obsessed with this movie. It was the greatest fucking movie ever made. I was so excited about this movie. And then I didn't watch it for like, you know, a decade or whatever. Then the the second movie came out, which was just as disappointing as the first one wasn't. And um, then I kind of cooled off on the whole, like... The two movies in general, I kind of like lumped them together into this like moderately disappointing mishmash and just didn't watch them for another decade. And then um, this this episode gave us the opportunity to revisit that. And um, we could talk about it maybe later, but this wasn't the only movie. We talked about several movies as options, and it was yeah. pretty obvious that this was going to be the choice. Um, going on previous holiday episodes, we, we kind of realized that having a consensus about what we're doing works works a lot better. So um, <laughs> all that being said, uh, watching it again, I did not expect to have a good time at all because of how disappointing that second movie was. And I was like, maybe I was just romanticizing, whatever. Um, 
And at the same time, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed watching it, but also didn't think it was a good movie, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, it's, I don't know if it's nostalgia or, or what, but like, there is always a place in my heart for this movie. I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think that it's like <laughs> a, a particularly original story or, uh, you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't, there's something about it that when you look at it from, and maybe it's the perspective now that I've been criticizing stories for eight years with Livius, maybe I'm seeing it differently. I'm seeing it with a more critical yeah. eye. Something yeah. makes me realize it's kind of a surface level, not super uh, edgy out there kind of thing. It's got that style, and like Misty was saying, and, and that's great. It's got a very cool style to it. You feel cool about it, and, yeah. and you think the characters are cool, but it's not the best story in the world. It's like John Wick. No, John Wick is amazing, and I will, uh... <laughs> I will not hear anything otherwise. Um, and so that puts me at I'm, – I'm coming in above Jesse – Literally on the broadcast, but also in in my score, um, but not too much ahead. So three stars. There's a difference in not heightened or substantial on plot and just not a good story. I want to be clear. <laughs> I love John Wick. And what I'm saying is there's really not substantial story in John Wick either. Oh. So I feel like as far as. But it's a good story. As, you know, that, as, that's it, the it's difference. Like the density of the story, they're the same. If not, actually, Boondock Saints has more. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, and I love both of them. I just want to be clear. <laughs> I don't want anyone to think that I hate John Wick. I love John Fucking Wick. Fucking dragging John Wick down. <laughs> so, anyway... Why can't people oh. just be excellent to each other? I, I, I'm so worried about the state of, of you right now. Um, Rob touches on an interesting point, and it comes up when we're reviewing books. Um, for me, you know, pretty frequently. So there is good versus entertaining. Um, they're two different styles that can both, you know, and, and, and you know, you can have a movie that's supposed to be entertaining that's awful. I will not list the number of movies I've tried watching, like comedy movies at people's recommendations where I sat stone faced through a movie that was supposed to be entertaining and thinking like this is I don't know why anybody would find this enjoyable. So many. Um, is it like this, best versus favorite kind of thing? I don't know. I mean, it's OK. So when you read a book um, or, or you watch a movie. You know, they're the ones that are really deep and you have to think about them and you're really excited that there's plot twists or there's something in the plot that you like. Right. And then you read a book that's just kind of funny. So Apathy and Other Small Victories always comes up with this. It is not a good story. It's not a great plot. But God damn it, you spend half your time laughing through it. And it's a great book. Boondock Saints going into this viewing. I actually don't. This is what happened. Rob sent me a list of movies. I literally saw Boondock Saints. And I didn't look at what the rest of them were. I was like, let's just do Boondock Saints. <laughs> yeah. Like I couldn't be bothered to read the entire message. It was like four movies, I think. And I, I wound up saying Boondock Saints. Um, I loved this movie when I first saw it. I was really worried that it wasn't going to hold up over time, that it was going to feel really dated. And uh, shockingly, Discman, Discman aside, um, it did not feel terribly dated. Well, there was a page yeah, or Discman. two. No, there is a they page. looked as cool now as yeah. they did in yeah. 1999. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, 
the the characters are all very overblown. Um, they're caricatures of real people. Rocco, the Italian uh, mob boss, that Russian guy in the beginning who's not a mob boss, but he's the guy who comes and is trying to shut down the, the, the bar. Uh, Ivan, and I have to break into your review to say that if you didn't notice his gun, he has a fifty caliber, like a, like a Desert Eagle or whatever gun, and he's got the fucking Soviet uh, hammer and sickle on the front of the barrel. Get of his gun. out like, of here. You, you want to wow. talk about the most like. Eagle? Is that Clint Eastwood's gun? Is that no, dirty hair? No, that's, that's like a, the. Something. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a picture. But anyway, if you want to talk about stereo, like stereotypical, they put the fucking hammer and sickle on the front of the barrel of his gun. That's awesome. Sorry. I didn't know that. Sorry to interrupt. Hey, I, uh, so Joe Prindle is watching, who's a, a friend of mine and Rob's. Um, Joe also had a podcast. Um, Rob, do you remember Joe's podcast? <laughs> the Fat Name Movie Podcast? Is that what we're Oh, that's right, right. The Fat Name Movie Podcast. I think that started right at the same time we did and was over about six months after we started it. Am I remembering that correctly? They started a, yeah, actually, they heard about us doing it. This is the history of that. They heard about us doing a podcast. They posted their first episode first, even though we had the idea first. Yeah, they did. They did beat us to it. Yep, that's then, correct. I mean, we've only lasted like seven and a half years more than them. So, <laughs> so I mean, anyway, just want to acknowledge that Joe, who said that uh, it's I'm not sure that long yet, that I, mean... I look really dated. <laughs> um, I just want to acknowledge he is also fellow podcaster, at least was at one point. So, I'm going to finish up my wrap up. Um, this movie is still very, very enjoyable. I think the Misty's right on iconic looks and things, even though they're all kind of caricatures of, of real people and maybe even caricatures of an action movie. Willem Dafoe, who for many, many years was a joy to watch and everything. I'll tell you, the interesting thing is I always thought that if Johnny Depp and Willem Dafoe were in a movie together, it would be the most <laughs> amazing movie ever. Now, at the time, I didn't realize they were, they were in one of those war movies from... from um, from the 80s, they're like Apocalypse Now or something. I think they were both in that together. Anyway. Were they both in Platoon? I would, Platoon. I would That's guess Platoon. One. Yeah. Platoon, yep. So I didn't know they were in Platoon, but I was really excited when I heard they were going to be in Once, a time, Once Upon it's a Time Apocalypse in Mexico together. And then Willem Dafoe, they paid Willem Dafoe to be in a movie. He had two lines, and they were both in Spanish. Let's talk about a disappointing <laughs> way to... to, uh, to um, to fish off any rate willem dafoe classic when i think willem dafoe this is what i think about his role in in boondock saint so i love this movie i don't know where any of the rest of this nonsense that you guys have heard has come from um so i don't know how many stars i have to give it for it to average five stars but that's how they give it it's probably like ten and a half or something to get it to five stars so ten and a half stars oh um also uh so well, and Rob, thank you. He sent me a photo of the Desert Eagle. It's, it is not Dirty Harry, but it has been referenced in like over forty films, like since the, the like they did it, and that was back in nineteen ninety four. They did a study or a you know a survey of films, and it had been in over forty films. So it's in like Snatch. I actually think what I'm remembering it's is totally Snatch. In Snatch. Yeah. So, um, but I just knew like Desert Eagle. That's a it's an iconic gun. Yeah, so. for sure. And Dirty Harry's gun is a forty-four mag- Magnum, so I apologize. Yeah, it says replica on the side. If anybody gets upset about that, I apologize. Coming from Texas, I'm a little disappointed in you, Miss. And you also, coming from, like, I watched Dirty Harry movies with my dad as a child. That's, like, 
Carson. Yeah, don't you have one in your boot right now? Yeah, Misty's always drunk when she gets out the Desert Eagle. So how's she supposed to remember that? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's a good point. It takes a lot to get to the Desert Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I, um, Boondock Saints done. Um, Yeah, I'm a little sad at my hosts. So sad. Here's the thing. No. Regardless of, of the three-star rating I gave that movie, if you guys were like, dude, we, we want to watch Boondock Saints, I would never be like, oh, man, Boondock... Like, I'll always be happy to watch it. Um, I just don't know if it's like... It, it doesn't hold the place in its heart that it did, like, 14 years ago. Other, yeah, I was totally on board. Like, yeah, same thing. Like, I knew I didn't really care for it, but it's like, fuck yeah, let's watch that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very fun movie. Do you, uh, do you think it's a good time for me to get another beer? Because this is... You should get another beer. While you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and have our co-host tell us what their personal relationship is to St. Patrick's Day. Can we pause on that? Because oh. I think I need to do a restroom All right. beverage refresh type Misty, thing. Misty, do you need to do anything in the middle of this podcast? Or do you I'm more than out? happy to okay, talk all right. about this. Absolutely. Uh, you guys go. Misty and I got this. <laughs> you guys just no. vamp a little We're going to talk about how great Boondock Saints yeah, was without any interruption from these do other it. people. Jesus. What do you mean? <sighs> I Misty. actually am super Misty, has surprised. Every, has everybody seen your dog? Is your dog within like kicking distance? So the reason that um, my hands keep moving is because she's right here. Yeah. And she was actually, I sent a text to um, Rob and Jesse a second ago because she was making a, she doesn't bark, but um, when she did you ha- her... Did you have her vocal cords taken out? Is that... Because <laughs> I know there are people that do that. Did you have that done for that dog? No, she just, uh, okay. it's... I'm very thankful and lucky um, so far. And, of course, she's only three months old, so who, who knows what she's going to grow into. But she does, if she catches her reflection, do a little, like, <laughs> and so she was doing that a second ago, and I didn't know if you guys could hear it. And so I was snapping. Anyway, all of this is super exciting. But, yes, she's right here. She's precious. Is, what breed of dog is that that's licking your mouth? She is um, a teacup size multi poo so she is a um, very tiny poodle maltese mix interracial dog good good <laughs> yep she was the only black one her brother and sister are honey colored and of course i chose the goth dog of course you did of course you did um rob is back so i think yeah one of the things we wanted to talk about was um your personal relationship uh, to saint patrick's day so I, I'm going to be super lame. I don't really have one. As a matter of fact, uh, so in Dallas, there's a huge parade every year on a street called Greenville, um, and uh, specifically Lower Greenville for anybody maybe local that's watching. But I never went because it's classically known as a people. It's super crowded, like too many people in a very small space, hard to get drinks but people are out there for so long that they are sloppy and puking on the streets almost like you know new orleans mardi gras is probably what it can be equated almost to. like misty's place 
<laughs> Whoa, shit. But I don't, I don't enjoy the people aspect. And so that always was a detractor for me. I don't want to be surrounded by people and drunk. So I have never gone. I have done, as I mentioned, this hat is from a 5K that I did the morning of the Lower Greenville party, but I did not stay for the party. Um, I do love, like I'm, um, some of my family is Irish and interesting fact, every person I've ever loved has been part Irish and also often redheaded. I don't know what is wrong with me, but it's a thing that I have. So yeah, get, I it, do, get it all out before Jesse comes back. And I does do that. love <laughs> the Irish, but for some reason I don't have a particular thing for St. Patrick's Day. That's fair. Rob, how about you? What's your uh, personal relationship to St. Patrick's Day? Is it, do you only, do you only like redheaded men? Is that pretty much like I've only been able to like love redheaded men. Uh, (laughs) No. All right. So I've never been the dude. Like I, I, I feel like every, white person in America believes that a, 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 a significant chunk of their heritage is Irish and they latch onto that. Like, I feel like that's a very common thing. Yeah. We're not all hundred percent Romanian Livius. Like some of us are <laughs> a little bit of a mixture. And so, but. um, I grew up thinking that I had some Irish blood, but I never did that. Like, American Irish, like we fight and we drink it like that kind of thing. I never, um, I'm so glad that you did your fists like this yeah. too. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I live so close to Notre Dame. Yeah, with the Fighting Irish, Notre Dame. Yeah, which is a French thing, right? But they they have the Fighting Irish. I never understood that college. Anyway, uh, I never had that like embrace your Irish roots like like thing, and I and I never cared too much about the holiday of St. Patrick's Day to be 100 percent honest. Like, I think that I drink enough on the reg that, Woo-hoo! you know, like it's one of those like amateur day kind of things where it's like, I, I lived in, um, Lakeview in Chicago quite a bit and Wrigleyville in Chicago on St. Patrick's day is just this drinking, fighting, like vomit fest of awfulness. That is just yes. like the lowest common denominator of people just doing the most basic of shit. And, um, so it's always been kind of a turnoff, like the way that people have embraced the holiday of St. Patrick's day as we gonna get drunk. And so I haven't really cared about it too much, to be honest. Um, or, you know, and, and because I, I feel like it's just one of those appropriation kind of things hey, like Cinco holiday. de Mayo, like, we, like Cinco de Mayo for, for Americans is we get drunk on Mexican stuff. We drink the Mexican stuff. I feel like St. Patrick's Day is kind of the same, like, fucking nonsense. It is. Jesse, how about you? <laughs> your your relationship to St. Patrick's Day? Also, I'm, I'm going to do my, my break. Continue. Oh, it's Missy. Missy's tapping out. <laughs> is this, uh... Is this is where you try and get me into Jesse's corner for St. Patrick's well, Day? Well, you're you've got red hair, so we're assuming that like there's leprechaun blood in you and and stuff like that. I mean, there is. Um, 
I don't go along with the holiday. I don't celebrate it. I could be actually wrong, but I believe isn't it actually a re- religious holiday? And that's where the Jesse's Corner portion would come in. Like the the, sna- the snakes he drove out of Ireland were were the pagans, you know, and whatnot. So I mean, I don't really get into the holiday and growing up and living in America. We all know people just like use it as an as an excuse to be shitty. So <laughs> there you go. Like, eh, everybody's a little bit Irish. It's like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Nobody likes St. Patrick's Day, is what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know anyone who actually likes this holiday. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I have no relationship to St. Patrick's Day whatsoever. This is the most St. Patrick's Day-like thing I've ever done in my life. Um, so good. So good. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I'm as much, uh, I am as much Irish as Elizabeth Warren is American Indian. So that's my, oh, that's great. my relationship to, to the Irish. Wait, did anyone have an actual relationship Nobody, with that? Everybody okay. hates, everybody hates St. Patrick's Day, basically. <laughs> oh my much. gosh. Pretty much. Time deal. Yeah. Next time, <laughs> Romanian Independence Day. That's going to be our. Dude, I'm down for that, man. Yeah. Actually, that sounds amazing. I'm going to dress up like I did on Halloween. <laughs> In which, yeah. Gets, yeah. I mean, that's Very true. pale yeah. and black. Yeah. I'm going to get my Dracula cape out. Yeah. In which we all discover so. that Romania had to become independent from something. Was it Turkey? Because they fucking just took over everybody. Yeah, I have. I have no idea. I'd have to look into it. There oh my god! I don't know either. I'm so glad I didn't say it first. <laughs> it was the it was the Turks, isn't that? Of course, the it was. Impaler, like, of course. Here's here's where we're gonna go next. <laughs> so now that we know everybody's level of knowledge and their relationship <laughs> to Independence Day, it would not be a holiday episode if we did not have a quiz. So oh. I came across this quiz on the. The answer is Caesar. On the <laughs> Brutus. A- AARP.org. I don't know if AARP, like the retired persons? Yeah. Yeah. So, Washington dinosaurs. So, because some of us are getting up there in years, I'm going to put these on so I can read this quiz. Wait, wait. Oh, my fucking God. I got glasses recently. That is amazing. What is happening? Is this like an Elton John concert all of a sudden? (laughs) I need a picture oblivious like this. Misty. I'm so ready. I feel like I look like the Riddler and Batman. That's why I don't wear these glasses in public. I only use them at home for reading. So uh, for prom, we got to coordinate. <laughs> this is yeah. Seriously. This is uh, uh, it's a little bit different of a quiz where you actually have to um, uh, like I don't have the answers. Like I have to click on what the answer is, and it'll tell me if we're right or wrong. So. We're going to do this one of one at a time. We'll go around the room. We're going to start with Jesse, who I think has the most hatred for St. Patrick's Day. But I think he might know the answer to this. Probably who was St. Patrick? Was he a resident of Britain who was captured and enslaved in Ireland and then went on to convert thousands of Irish people to Christianity? Was he an Irish monk who banished snakes from Ireland when they began destroying the potato crops? Was he a British sailor who was captured by Irish pirates and converted them to Christianity before they made him walk the plank? Or was he an Irish monk who saved his countrymen by warning them of a British invasion after receiving a vision from God of a great battle? 
Dang it. It's probably D, he, but he, go he with the, D. He was the first option. A resident of Britain who was captured and enslaved in Ireland that went on to convert thousands of people to Christianity? I mean, yeah, I'm going to go with that. All right. I'm going to select that, although I do believe you said just like three minutes ago that he drove all the snakes out of Ireland. That well, that's a myth. The snakes took a, a bus. stand-in for pagans. That is actually correct. He was the patron saint of Ireland. I'm sorry, the patron saint of Ireland was a resident of Britain, born in 387, and enslaved by pirates at age 16. After receiving a vision from God, he spent decades preaching the gospel throughout Ireland and converted thousands to Christianity. Wow, what saints! Misty, what a limo. I'm ready. I'm going to give a way better answer. <laughs> what <All> an right. Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> what do historians believe was St. Patrick's name at birth? Was it Trevitt Batilde? Alden Beckett? Maywin Suckat? Or Merwin McGeet? Ooh, Maywin or Merwin. That's where I'm at. Uh, let's go with Maywin because it really struck a chord with me. Maywin Suckat. Suckat. Is the correct answer, Miss? Fuck you! Are you serious? I am dead serious. <laughs> oh my god! I just he took the name Patrick. He I'm took the name Patrick when he became a priest. Nice job, Misty. Can we pause for just a second? Sure. I think Misty needs to take a shot of whiskey right now. Oh, good lord, no! Because I actually I started to get a headache, and so my next drink is actually a a Corona. Okay. Yeah. Never so, mind. What you're saying is you're getting I, I, a headache. And you're not going to stop drinking. You're just going to drink something different. I got you, Jesse. That's I, understandable. I, I drink something lighter than a vodka. I'll proxy Rob. Fantasy. Rob. I'll, I'll join you. We have a lot of questions left, guys. All right. Yeah, I can listen and pour Sorry, whiskey. Let me Where? know when you're ready, Rob. Oh, let's do the question first, and then we'll do it. Okay. Where and when was the first St. Patty's Day Parade in the United States? Was it Boston in 1809, Boston in 1911, New York in 1762, or Providence, Rhode Island in 1898? Providence. Thanks, give me, Rob. Give me, like, <laughs> give me the four answers again. Boston I'm going to go with Providence, y'all. Boston say it, in say it when Missy's not talking over you. It's impossible right, well, to do that, Rob. Do your best. Boston in 1809, Boston in 1911, New York in 1762, or Providence, Rhode Island in 1898. What was the second Boston one? 1911. That one. We're going to check the answer, and that is incorrect. It was actually in New York. The first parade uh, is thought to have been in 1762 when God a gathering of Irish soldiers in the British Army paraded down Lower Broadway in New York to celebrate their homeland. That was my first instinct as well. Damn it. Rob? All right. We're going to circle back to um, to Jesse on this one. Why all, why all the green shamrocks? <laughs> St. Patrick believed three-leaf clovers had the power to heal and use them to cure the sick. St. Patrick used the shamrock to explain the Holy Trinity. The shamrock has come to symbolize St. Patrick's uniting of France, Britain, and Ireland in peace under Catholicism, or none of the above. Oh, oh fuck. Can you, can you repeat those, please? <laughs> sure. St. Patrick <laughs> believed three-leaf clovers had the power to heal and use them to cure the sick. St. Patrick used the shamrock to explain the Holy Trinity. The shamrock has come to symbolize St. Patrick's uniting of France, Britain, and Ireland in peace under Catholicism, or none of the above. 
to the Holy Trinity. He converted everybody to Christianity. Um, Jesse is correct. So that symbolizes the Holy Trinity. Misty, what city has had a huge St. Patrick's Day parade and celebration since 1813? Is it Savannah, Georgia, Cleveland, Ohio, San Francisco, or New Orleans? None of the above. <laughs> That's not actually one of the options. Uh, okay, give it to me again. Savannah, Georgia, San Francisco. I don't want to say New Orleans. What's the other one? Cleveland, Ohio. None of those sound Irish to me. Where's New England in all of this? Um, uh, you know what? Let's go with the <laughs> underdog. I'd like to go with Ohio, please. Ohio. Livius, you were pointing is, to New England, weren't you? Yes, I was, because <laughs> she asked where New England was. Um, no, it is actually <laughs> the old southern town of Savannah is home to a large Irish-American population out. and throws one of the biggest annual celebrate. I think that's his annual, celebrations no in the idea. country. I have well, to get this prescription checked. I'm not- <laughs> There's been well. a murder in Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> You owe me, Rob. Duke City. <laughs> what does what does Aaron Gobrah mean? Do you need a spelling on that? No, I've seen the. the I've okay. seen it. I, I, it. This is a multiple choice, right? Correct. Thank. So, does it mean God. celebrate spring? <laughs> Ireland forever. I am Irish, or bottoms up. Ooh. Uh, can I like phone a friend on this? Can I like get the input? I mean, you could ask one of these two knuckleheads yeah. if you hey, want. Knuck- hey, knuckle- knuckleheads! I mean, they've done pretty well with the answers. Yeah. Bottoms up. Oh, you actually get to ask us what we think? Yeah, that, yeah. It's we're, clearly not bottoms up, but that's what I want it to be. Here we go, bro. It's it's fucking Ireland forever. Is that an Dang, option? Okay. Oh, is, that, is that final answer, Rob? Of course. Jesse seems like he knows what he's talking. He's got red hair. It all Jesse's, got, Jesse's gotten every one of his questions right. He can start getting my questions right, too. Aaron <laughs> Gobra... Which means I'm going to get my next question wrong. <laughs> Aaron Gobra is an English-language version of an Irish phrase that's typically translated as Ireland forever. Wow. Nice job, Jesse, Rob. Jesse, Rob. We are going the same back person. To, he's going back to Jesse... He's just smarter than me. Which of the following is an actual St. Patrick's Day tradition? Green dye is dumped. Person. Green dye is dumped into the Chicago River in the Windy City. Yes. The Statue of Liberty is draped with an Irish flag. Massachusetts designates the day as a state holiday and closes schools, or none of the above. One. A. Right. A. One. A. One A. Yeah, it, uh, the formula, so they do it using a mysterious powder. The formula is top secret according to the Chicago Tribune, but officials say it's environmentally friendly. It's a vegetable Because it's everything. That's what people always say about things they dump in a river, isn't it? Right. <laughs> that, that's some assurance, you know, like, oh, okay, you say it's good, so. This next one's for Misty, but I know Rob talked about this a little bit. How many Americans claim to have some Irish ancestry? 99.9%. 33.1 million. Well, if you're going to use that, you're going to have to do some math. 48.8 million, 57.2 million, or 71.1 million, or all of them. All of them. All, all of Give me the 70. 70. 71.1 million is wildly incorrect. More than 
More than 33 million people, according to the 2014 U.S. Census, a number far greater than the population of Ireland, which is 4.6 million. Everybody, well... Wildly incorrect. Wild, wildly says. incorrect. Well, I mean, you 30 million just, 70. You know, here's the thing. I don't know how many millions of people live here, and I didn't want to logically consider it. So, <laughs> approximately. The highest number. Approximately 300 million people live in the United States. 99%, which was your original answer, of 300 million is like 297 million. Um, but the correct answer is 33 million. Anytime that we start talking about math is when you guys make me seem a lot dumber than I am. We also have... What? <laughs> I mean, if you're dumb about math, it just means, it just means you're dumb about math. It doesn't mean you're dumb. No, not uh, at all. Oh, Some of that could be gender-related, okay. too. Why is he the way he is? <laughs> we wouldn't love him otherwise. So I want to break in for a moment, talk about some comments. Joe Prindle has said 54 things that nobody cares about. My brother <laughs> has chimed in to say, because Chi-Town would never lie, dot, dot, dot. He's talking about the, uh, the die in the river. Um, I think he's implying that Chicago was not above lying about safe die for the river, which that's my bro. Um, and then Diana came on and said, Misty. Oh, hold on. I got to pause for a second. But all right. Misty, love your glasses is what uh, <gasps> Diana is saying. So uh, Diana loves your glasses. Jesse's stepping away for a minute. Joe Prindle's back. He's talking about 90 other things that people don't care about. But he's got this adorable picture of him in like a button down shirt holding his child. So you gotta love him for that, right? Like, yeah, I bet you he's a great father. Oh, that's precious. Are we in the, are we mid quiz? Livius, how many Livius is muted. And uh, you're muted, dude. We are on number nine (laughs) of 10. This is going to be a group question. This next one is for Rob. Damn it. What historic site has been lit up in green on St. Patty's Day in recent years? The White House. Is it the Roman Coliseum, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Sydney Opera House, or all of the above? Ooh, Ooh, I want to say either Sydney Opera House or all of the above. What do you think, Misty? Wait, what are the other two? The the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the, what did you say, the Roman... Opera Coliseum. House? The Roman Coliseum. I bet it's only Sydney. I can't imagine. Are there Irish people in those other places? Wait, do I create credit if it's the Sydney, if I say Sydney and it's all above because I was kind of right? <laughs> I, you know, I haven't clicked on it, but I'm fairly certain. I give you all Sydney credit. Opera House is right. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Sydney Opera House. Because they come from me. And the, from the reason Great I say Britain. that is I have seen the Sydney Opera House lit up for different things. Yeah. I don't think they do that for the Roman Coliseum. I so. would. Yeah, that's the one that's. Yeah, and the, it is fucking... all of the. It is all of the above. Shit. Um, including the Sphinx in Egypt and South Africa's Table Mountain, as well. No so. way. Everybody's way. Just getting in on this shit. I'm very confused by that. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to take this last one because I haven't really done one, and it's really Jesse's turn. So um, how many pints of Guinness are consumed on St. Patrick's Day worldwide? Ooh. Is it 5 million, 1.2 million, 13 million, or 32.5 million? 
<laughs> I am going to assume that it is 13 million. And uh, that's going to be my final answer. And that is correct. 13 million pints are chugged on the holiday compared with 5.5 million on an average day. Livius is good at math. That's weird. So there's only like two and a half times more consumed on St. Pat. You'd think that number Just would Guinness. be a little more. Most people realize Guinness is bullshit, so... I think most people, um, I'm at least here, they don't drink Guinness. They drink whatever the green beer is that's being served because it's a lighter beer. I don't think a lot of people yeah. can actually drink Guinness. It's so dark. Yeah, that green dye beer. Missy makes an excellent point. The green dye beer is what probably most people... Non-math related, thank you. Which usually ends up being whatever is the cheapest for the bar yep. <laughs> lager or pills type ale that they can fucking yeah. die green without changing the flavor yeah and yeah. They just sell it over and over again missy yeah. math dumb life smart there it is thank but you guinness, too, guinness is actually very low alcohol and yeah. people just assume it's it's high because it's darker i i don't know why i think i feel like a lot of people assume that darker beers are high alcohol Well, it's just so like, here's the thing, even if, even if Guinness, like, regardless of the alcohol content, it's so thick, it's so thick, Livius, it's so thick, (laughs) 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 good call, Um, that, um, does Guinness have braces, Guinness might have some braces, um, but I don't think people could drink more than like one or two before they're like, I feel like I just ate a really hearty meal. So 100. you drink yeah. those fucking lagers and stuff, and it just goes right through you. Guinness is like you climbed a mountain. So I feel Dude. like that might be why. All right. Are we done with our quiz? How do we do Yeah, we got five out of ten right. We managed a whopping 50% I on I feel like we quiz. did better than that. Not bad. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was six out of ten. 60%. 60. Not bad. What is that, like a C? I mean, I mean, for people if, who don't care. If you're grading care, on a curve, yeah. For people who don't care about St. Patrick's Day, that's kind of impressive. Let's that's grade a, on a real curve true. and call that a day. Yeah, like let's do that. Serious. Let's just get some curves on the on, on Let's this. call it No Child Left Behind, okay? okay. <laughs> nice. Wow. Unexpected commentary on the American education system from Misty. Love it. All right. Now that I won't have to Fuck read yeah. anything else, I can take off my glasses, put them Woo, back in their little case. Thank you, they're hurting my ears. Put those readers down. Yep. So, there you go. Oh, Diane. All right. So, breaking news. Misty's mom <laughs> says, I dropped in for the quiz. Enjoyed your conversation. It's late for mom. Good night. <laughs> Showstopper. Misty's mom joined... The broadcast. Hopefully, we didn't, uh, you know, really offend her in any way. So, I'm oh, not- Diane. New additional news. She actually watched the entire Christmas episode. Oh, fuck. I was unaware, and I had to apologize afterwards for all the things I said. And, <laughs> and she said, uh, "Oh no, I was ready for that." Like all my cursing I- and. I want to. I want to apologize for all the things that I've said about her kid. So my apologies. <laughs> no, she thought it was one. She yeah. absolutely loved it. So and next time I come down to Texas, I got to bring her roses. Yeah. And like, yeah. All She's this pregnant. other shit, dude. She doesn't have a fucking gun in her boot like her dad does. 
No, but we were worried about have a carry and conceal license, so let's be real. But uh, we have nails tomorrow, so I'll make sure. I'll make sure she's good with it. She knows how much we love her. She does. So, all right, Rob. Where are we at? What are we doing next? All right, let's talk a little bit about um, this. We're going to degenerate into like some general conversation. So, one of the things that um, I feel like is different about St. Patrick's Day as opposed to other holidays is that music might be more uh, involved, like Irish music. Does anybody. Like Riverdance? Well, I hadn't thought of Riverdance. Um, but I, I feel like Irish music is, is a little bit distinct. So does anybody, ha, has anybody thought of any, I, and I can get this started because I have, I have something in mind. Or is that Scottish? So, wait, uh, which one? Bagpipes? Here, is that Scottish? I'm going to kick River off. River dance is Irish. Um, bagpipes are predominantly Scottish. Oh, I apologize. Shit. I apologize. And it's because someone made me watch Outlander and, ugh. So let's move on. Whoa, All right. whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. You don't like Outland? Oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> Not at all. I actually, I can't make it through the first season. I'm out. Let's take, <laughs> let's take this conversation offline. We'll have to, we'll have oh, to no. put a pin in this and discuss it later. All right, so Irish music. The first thing that comes to mind is like when I was uh, like uh, in my mid to late high school years, um, there was this band kind of bursts on the scene and, and I'm not super proud to have been a big fan of them at the time. Like now looking back at it, I'm like, eh, they were kind of gimmicky, whatever, but they were this rock band called black 47. Has anybody heard of this band? No, it's not what I was expecting. Okay. No, no it no. is not. I'm yeah. very confused. So, uh, they were like a rock band from Ireland that came to New How York. How are you not talking about the cranberries, but let's no, no. Well, on. that's why I'm starting this. We'll get there. You're gonna totally. you're gonna circle around to the cranberries at some point. Um, I Black Forty Seven. There's this, I, like a bunch of Irish dudes moved to New York, started up a rock band in in, in America, singing about like way Irish shit, and um, like I'm trying to think. Uh, back in the day, they had a couple of songs that made it to the radio, and their I think their hit was called. This is gonna. I'm, I'm expecting laughs on this one. It was called Funky K Lee. And I think that's like a type of instrument or something. Funky Comedina? Uh, I no, know that's, about that's Tone funky... Loke. <laughs> Whatever way... you just said, I don't know. <laughs> Tone Loke, way awesomer <laughs> than Black 47. Yeah. But anyway. Way rapier. Yeah. Oh, is he rapey? Oh, man. I can't rapier like the wild not a thing. Qualifier. Oh, wait. Because Funky Cold Medina. That's, that's a good call. Funky Gold Medina kind of I'm was. just coming into the fucking, like, this episode. Oh, Jesse accidentally muted himself, you I think. <laughs> Jesse's a mess. He doesn't even realize it. Jesse, you're muted. We're gonna, there you go. Yeah. So we're going to disregard whatever you didn't say. I'm going to continue my Black 47 thing. So anyway... They were just like a rock band and they had like a bunch of like super Irish shit, but like, and and this is, this is a hundred percent real going out of high school, moving into like post high school, um, being a fan of that band and how they sang about like all the crazy shit that happened in Ireland and history, history, and like how they were oppressed by England and all that kind of shit inspired me to read 
a book about the Irish potato famine in 1847. And, um, and it was like a very interesting kind of part of history that I would not have read about, uh, uh, otherwise. So, um, that was a band and I saw their concerts a couple of times and everything. And just like rock band singing about drinking and being Irish, uh, so that's my that's my contribution to the Irish music part of our discussion. Black forty seven. Nice. Uh, I gotta write that down. I kinda wanna when, check that shit out. When you said Irish music, this is the only thing that came to mind. Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys familiar with Flogging Molly? <laughs> I've heard of Flogging Molly. Yes, and I can elaborate on that. Actually. So this song was on the soundtrack, I think, for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, <laughs> which is when I was introduced to Flogging Molly. But listen so... to this guy. That, that was my initial thought, too. Minneapolis. I can't remember what it's called now. It's just a total fucking dive bar, but it used to be called Tubbies. They would host punk rock karaoke. And so I went there and I did this Gang of Four song. And because I was the first person to ever do a Gang of Four song at punk rock karaoke, I won a Flogging Molly CD. <laughs> oh, that's great. They spared no expense with the prizes <laughs> at that karaoke bar. <laughs> no, right. I mean, you walked out of that place a fucking king. Like, it was a fucking free promo. I know that, but whatever. Uh, so that's Livius is flogging Molly is the one flogging Molly song I'm getting out of this, right? Misty. That's that's yes. I mean, that's correct. Because I classically just interrupt everyone. It's the cranberries for me. Zombie yeah. and like it, you know, the IRA and everything. So that was my <laughs> Irish band, and they were very angry about very legitimate things. And yeah, <laughs> um, remind, if you guys remember, remind me to tell you the linger story. <laughs> they had that linger yeah, song. I'm right? also having a very hard time not singing right now. Yeah. I just want you to know that. Oh all no! Please do. don't don't let us yeah, stop yeah. you. Wait until one of us is talking to you. That, <laughs> that would be the best. That would be the best thing. God damn! I, we have problems. Let's let her sing. She's enthusiastic. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jesse. What do you have for Irish music, my friend? Um, there's. Oh, fuck. I was going to say the Vaselines, but they might actually be Scottish. And Teenage Fan Club. Cranberries, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to fucking say it. You two, like, I like some of their shit. They did some really fucking awesome shit throughout their career as we've seen it so far. Some of their earlier stuff is really, 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 really fucking awesome. And maybe I'm being a dick, not giving the edge more credit for his guitar playing. I do think he's a great accomplished guitar player, but I honestly feel like that when Brian Eno and Daniel Lenoir produced those like two or three records for them, that they really fucking shaped that band. There you go. 
I was I was expecting you two to be mentioned at one point. There's a band that no one's mentioned so far that I'm a little surprised by. Teenage Fan Club? No. Didn't you mention them? Yeah. And also, I've never been a fan of U2. I'm one of those people. So I've gone to U2 concerts for girls. Like... You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of the thing. The only reason. It's the only reason. It's the only reason. No, I do. I, there are some <laughs> of their songs I appreciate. Like, I don't hate them. I don't want to say that. It's just I've never really just wanted to own and listen to their music on a regular basis. Yeah, but anyway, what's the, what's the band? Dropkick Murphys? Like, I wanted one of those CDs, too. <laughs> aren't they the Irishest fucking band? What about... Uh, um, yeah, uh, Marky Mark and the Funchy, Funky Bunch weren't they like Irish Boston shit? He's just they? from Boston. They're, they're from Bo- they're not Irish. They're he's from not Irish. Irish. I mean, he, he's Boston Irish probably, but he's not That's like exactly Irish. Exactly what Irish. I just said. Well, I'm sorry, I said Irish Boston, not Boston Irish. Yeah, no, I, I just want. <laughs> I mean, if you have to be from Ireland, he doesn't count for it. All right, thank well, you, Jesse. I'm just saying. Thank you. I'm just saying. No one said yeah, Dropkick Murphys. Not, I think we were trying to think of like actual Ireland bands. Ireland and bands. And I don't consider Marky Mark from Ireland. What about Dropkick Murphys, though? That seems like all they do is act all Irish and shit. I'm yeah, Rob, for sure. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. The Dropkick right. Murphys, yep. Moving on. I think we got music covered. We do have music covered. I think it's probably time to just do a little run around and see what anybody else has got before we wrap this up. We're already at uh, an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, dude. So, um, Jesse, we'll start with you. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up this holiday episode of Booked? No, I think I'm good. All right. Miss Bennett, how about you? I don't have anything special <laughs> to say, but I appreciate you guys having us on as usual for the holiday video episodes. Thank you so much and for putting up with my shenanigans. Um, it's been fun as always. Well, we appreciate you appreciating our charity and having you on. So, that's <laughs> Holy shit. Rob, wow. anything from you, buddy? Um, I think that we... I think that the whole idea of doing a Valentine or Valentine's Day, wow, I'm going back in time, like <laughs> two years or whatever, yep. St. Patrick's Day, That's that was me thinking about how lonely I was on Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> um, not two years, it's just like, like a month and a half or two months or whatever. Same thing. For me, it feels like uh-huh. an eternity. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, the idea of doing this wasn't that we had any kind of like necessary connection to the holiday as much as it was like there was something to talk about. And so it's funny that like, it, you know, like the four of us really don't give much fucks about. But it's also funny that Livius and Misty also own hats specific to the holiday. <laughs> that says and, something. And glasses. Sorry, and glasses as well. My apologies. That uh, means a lot. So, Dude, I, I amazing. Think the idea of this was what's going on with this fucking holiday. And I think we nailed it. You know, Boondock Saints, very Irish. Um, and, and, you know, it was a good conversation. I also like drinking. So, I mean, I felt like it was just a great marriage of all those things. Will we do St. Patrick's Day next year? Definitely not. <laughs> no, no. Definitely not. But um, happy uh, uh, St. Pat. Cheers. How do you say the um, the Irish? Aaron Gobra. 
No, no, no. The actual, the cheer. How do they say cheers? It's that S word. It's one word. Oh, I thought they just yelled. Slanja or whatever, like the weird. Slay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that cheers word. And I'm done. I'm out. Drop the mic. All right. As Rob mentioned, um, it's probably the only. Hey, Frank. Frank Edler's watching. You got here a little late, buddy. We're wrapping it up. Wait. Love you. Mr. Frank? Mr. Frank. Mr. Frank, what up? Um, so yeah, no more St. Patrick's Day episodes, um, but we do have our next episode topic, <laughs> even if we don't have a date. So the next book yes. holiday yes, will be sometime in June, and it will be the book to prom. So is, is prom found... early in June? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, it's usually uh, well, May, it depends probably, on but... it depends on if May. you went to high school in Chicago or not. But ours was in June, so okay. Yeah, June. Yeah, cool. May's a little May's a little tough because we've got some outside obligations um, in the month yeah. of May. So yeah. I think we might have to kick that one to June. But the booked prom happens in June. So I we found so out. For fucking we found prom. out that that only Same. a moderate percentage of us attended a prom. So. Um, yeah, we've got some stuff. Uh, we're going to get together for that. <clears throat> that one should be fun. And, of course, prom means drinking. So I will probably actually have an alcoholic beverage like I did at my own prom. And uh, we'll have lots of stories and I'm sure some really shitty movie to talk about. So that's going to be our next holiday episode. <laughs> if you're listening to this on audio, come back next week for our um, review of Inspection by Josh Mallerman. And until then, I'm Livia Snedden. I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.